Good evening. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus podcast. Last night's podcast went awry, so, you know, at the last minute I took Saturdays and put it in there. Whereas Margaret Show would say, stick it in! Today is a very interesting day. We're going to do an hour-long podcast. Something miraculous happened. I won't say what it was or if it's what I asked for, but it was a sign. It was a sign to extend. So that's what I'm doing. Happy Veterans Day observed, because yesterday was technically Veterans Day. We have the money candle lit. Money candle. So, here we are, people. Veterans Day. I hope that you told a veteran how much you appreciate them. I have a few veterans in my family. Not a few, I have a lot. So, it's a lot to be thankful for. Today, we watched The Incredibles 2. It was good, it was cute. But that Christopher Robin movie, I loved Winnie the Pooh growing up. If you haven't seen it, Ewan McGregor does deliver an Oscar-worthy performance. That's just my opinion. It is a beautiful, beautiful film about growing up, not wanting to grow up, and about getting overworked. So many of us are overworked. But I always make time for play. That is the thing. You must always make time for play. Play with family, friends, what have you. Now, um, after that we watched Peter Pan, so it was like, huh, you know, um, my niece wanted to watch Peter Pan, but we didn't finish it, so, you know, Saturday, I, I think it was Friday, I purchased Peter Pan on iTunes, I hadn't watched it in such a long time, since I was a little, little, or maybe a teenager, I don't remember, I always loved it, it was always my favorite, and... Saturday, I was getting ready to go somewhere and I found myself sitting there transfixed for 50 minutes watching Peter Pan. It's like, I I think I got as far as when they go to Skull Rock, you know? I was just transfixed. I, I couldn't take my eyes off of it. And, you know, so many memories. Um, Peter Pan has been done in so many different incarnations. And I think the Disney one for me is the best. I love the Rob Williams hook, but that was so kind of nerve-wracking because Captain Hook makes it nerve-wracking, you know. Um, I'm wishing it would rain. I'm wishing it would rain for the people in Southern California and those in Paradise it's it's a sad it's a sad uh, couple of days, and I'm thinking of all of you. And like the cure says, you know, you gotta pray for rain. So that's what's you know we're praying for rain. Um, another good thing, another Democratic seat has been won in Arizona, first time in almost half a century. So I'd like to acknowledge that. And we also have to acknowledge, what's his name, Crenshaw, who was on Saturday Night Live. I am not a Pete Davidson fan, let me just, and I'm a liberal. Let me get that out of the way, but I've slept with a few Republicans that I know of. They're very good. Um, Pete Davidson has never been my favorite. Um, I sometimes wonder. But uh, he made fun of... Dan Crenshaw on SNL and so Crenshaw came on SNL to get an apology and he was given one and it was a, it was a good moment Crenshaw left, left, lost his eye to an IUD <sighs> so that's tough so Pete Davidson and you are the, the son of a 9-11 hero, so you should know better. I don't know what your problem is. I guess it's, you know, you're still huffing off of a Arana what's-her-face latte. I don't know. Hey, he jumped on the train and he got wet. What else can we say, people? 
when you get that wet, <laughs> I don't know what else to fucking tell you. The Dr. Zeus po- podcast. Goodness. Let me think how long I've been doing this. Okay, so March. Hmm, let me count on my hand. I know. Hey, I'm silly like that. March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. I've been doing this show for nine months. I hope to do it for a long time. Uh, I hope to continue it in the format that it is. You know, um, my goal is to get more listeners. Uh, I would love... I was talking about this last night, but unfortunately the podcast didn't go through technical difficulties. I would love for this podcast to be heard in England, you know. Oh, tell for the governor. He's talking about us, Mavis. Okay, he's. He's from California. Sounds a bit queer, doesn't he? Oh, my dear. That never stopped you before. Ireland. Oh, Feather and Fagara. He's talking about us in Ireland. A Dr. Zeus. Is it related to Doctor Who? I don't know. Huh. I have to go and get some whiskey or some Guinness to figure this out. Oh, it's quite... Oh, it's gloopity-glop. You know, France. Je m'appelle Doctor Zeus. Oh, ooh la la. Oh. Itchy ya ya da da ha. Malta vota lauta ya ya. Frio eo mama laid. Germany. Spain. All I want is some Pedro Madavar. Africa. I don't know how to do an African accent, so this is one. And all over the fucking world. I would love to think that somewhere in Iceland, Bjork is listening to me, you know, recording her next album. If you definitely, definitely get close to her, who is this is talking about me? It's Dr. Zeus. He is a fan. His favorite song of mine is Army of Me, the video. Oh, it's quite exciting. Yeah. I want, I want my show to spread like wildflowers. And then everyone can listen to it and I can get a little bit successful. Okay, maybe successful. Okay, successful. I don't want to say a little bit because then it's like, meh. You know, you want it to be bigger and fully erect. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I was going to talk about that, you know. I, I've got some interesting stories to tell. But so did Madonna. And look what happened. This time change, I gotta tell you, it really makes for late nights. Because then you're like, wait a minute. It's eight. Or like right now it's seven and it feels like it's nine. You see what I mean? Um, I have the rain playing in the background. Because you know, I wanna know what rain feels like again and it's also for those fires you know I will say this about um Mr. Dan Crenshaw he's a good looking motherfucker yeah I mean all respect is due to you sir I mean we may not agree on everything but damn you ever think of going to the other side give me a call (laughs) Wait, is he married? Damn it. (laughs) Whoa. Oh, here we go. Let's read about Mr. Dan Crenshaw. Hey, I'll cross the aisle. (laughs) Lieutenant Commander Dan Crenshaw, retired, is a congressman-elect to replace retiring Congressman Ted Poe. Any relation to Edgar Allan Poe? As a representative for Texas 2nd Congressional District, in a crowded primary, Dan overcame the odds and emerged from a nine-candidate field by 155 votes. He earned the Republican nomination 
by almost 70% of the vote in the runoff. Dan has been featured on Ich Fox News, The Daily Caller, and published in the National Review. Dan is originally from Houston, Texas, and a proud sixth-generation Texan. His father's career in the Texas oil and gas industry moved his family all over the world, including Ecuador and Colombia. Mm. <laughs> Coffee, huh? As a result, Dan is fluent in Spanish. From an early age, Dan knew he wanted to serve his country with the most elite fighting force in history, the U.S. Navy SEALs. Dan graduated from Tufts University in 2006, where he earned his Naval Officer Commission through Navy ROTC. He immediately reported to SEAL training in Coronado, California, where he met his future wife, eh, Tara. Just a few months later, after graduating SEAL training, Dan deployed to Fallujah, Iraq, to join SEAL Team 3, his first of five deployments overseas. Oh... On Dan's third deployment in 2012, his life changed forever after six months of combat operations. Dan was hit by an IED blast during a mission in Helmand Province, Afghanistan. He was evacuated and woke from his medically induced coma, learning that his right eye had been destroyed in the blast and his left eye was still present, but badly damaged. Dan was completely blind and the doctors did not believe he would ever see again. Terror stood by him every day and night keeping faith and praying he would see again. After some difficult surgeries, he eventually regained sight in his left eye. A miracle, according to the head surgeon. Dan refused to quit and went on to deploy twice more, first back to the Middle East in 2014 and in South Korea in 2016. Dan was medically retired in 2016 after 10 years in SEAL teams. Very interesting. Oh, Christian values. I guess we won't be sleeping together. <laughs> hey. When you got it, you got it. <laughs> Makes me think of um, whenever someone comes over, you know, and they need a charger, someone in my family, or a cord, and I say, and it's like Wanda. I don't know if you remember in Living Color when Dracula goes to visit Wanda. He's like, oh, I have to go sleep in my coffin. I'm very, very tired. Oh, you don't need to go anywhere. I got you. I have you. Yeah, I always got you. I always got all the supplies. A, a little Buddha. I always have a nightlight. Blankies. You know, for myself, of course. It's very cold. Now I know. I don't live in the Great Lakes. And I hear it's very, very cold there. It's butt-fuck cold over there. Of course, Prince himself once said, um, Oprah said, and you live in Minneapolis, of all places. Yes, Minneapolis. And you'll always live in Minneapolis? Yeah. It keeps, it's so cold, it keeps bad people out. Uh-huh. Or so we thought, because, you know, the bad people were giving him all those medications. What can I say, people? The Dr. Seuss podcast. I can't say it enough. In fact, I need to keep saying it because, you know, I want this show to spread. You know, I love... I can't post it on my original Facebook, so I post it, like, on a group that I've created. Because, you know, certain people like to, uh... I don't know. Get kind of nosy, shall we say? I'm very thankful for this show. It's something that I look forward to. You know, there's two things I look forward to. Coming home, playing with my family, and then doing my show. And of course, you know, time with friends. So today, I'm going to talk about the elephant in the room. Um, if you are a lover of Marvel... We need to talk about the late, the great, Stanley. Stanley, the Marvel Universe, the creator, the driving force. I was sitting on the toilet of all places, 
Yes, I was looking on my phone. Uh-oh, shock. I did watch it, though. I spray it. Um, and Robert Downey Jr. posted something on Instagram, and there it was. That's how I first heard about it. Not through the news, but through Iron Man himself. Rip Stanley. What an extraordinary life. 95 years. Born Stanley Martin Lieber. December 28, 1922. In New York City. Editor, publisher. He was the editor-in-chief at Marvel Comics and later its publisher and chairman. Mm. This really hits me hard. I loved X-Men. I loved the Hulk. I grew up watching The Incredible Hulk. Lou Ferrigno as the original Incredible Hulk. And the, you know, Marvel movies. It all started in 2008 when Robert Downey Jr. basically made a very big comeback in Iron Man. And then followed by Captain America, Thor, the Avengers. You know. Guardians of the Galaxy. He was married to his wife, Joan Clayton. Uh from 1947 till her death in 2017 they had been married for 69 years she died of complications from a stroke she was 95 years old and now he's joining her and you can't get much better than that I remember in 1993 I think it was the 30th anniversary of X-Men. And Pizza Hut had a thing where you could order a pizza and you get a video. And I asked my mom, I said, can you please get me the pizza and the video? And she said, okay. So she brought it home. The pizza was good. I do remember that. But that video, at the beginning of it, it was an interview with Stan Lee and the other creators of X-Men. Stan Lee basically said that X-Men came out of the civil rights movement. He saw what was going around. People were being mistreated. Um, People were standing up to the lines of injustice. And so he patterned Professor Xavier off of Martin Luther King Jr. And he patterned Magneto off of Malcolm X to extraordinary individuals of the civil rights era and here were these mutants these outcasts you know they could be uh, people of color you know you're brown black yellow um, gay bisexual lesbian transgendered that's the beauty of the Marvel Marvel universe it is truly it's truly I have no words to say. I I mean, this is a great loss. This is a truly great loss. Marvel is a diverse universe. And you know, I am I am such a lover of the comics. I would read the comics. I think reading and watching the series, you know, X-Men in the 90s it was so amazing it truly was you know growing up and watching the Incredible Hulk and having someone like Lou Ferrigno as the Incredible Hulk and I remember when he was on not Sesame Street but Mr. Rogers and Lou Ferrigno you know Miss, uh, should have been a Mr. Olympia to be honest with you but he did something even better he left and went and started doing TV before Arnold you know Arnold was I think about to do movies but he did the Incredible Hulk he did it with Bill Bixby who died in um, 1993 of cancer you know um 
Lou Ferrigno has talked very lovingly about Bill Bixby, how much he taught him, how much, you know, he really went out on a limb for him. And The Incredible Hulk, let's see, when did it start? 1977 until 1982. And then I remember they would it would, like, come back, you know, The Incredible Hulk Returns. I remember watching that with family. I was never really a Spider-Man fan. Never really was. This year, Marvel released something that I was so deliciously waiting for. An anti-hero. Venom. Starring Tom Hardy. That was amazing. I've always been a Tom Hardy fan. But to see him finally get his starring role in a Marvel film. Now, yes, he's done DC, you know. Batman. The Dark Knight Rises. And, you know, it was cute. It was great. But I'm sorry. DC versus Marvel? No. There's no contest. The Justice League versus the Avengers... The Justice League movie did really shitty last year. But the Avengers movie, I mean, look at that. You know, and I'm not here to harp on them. Hey, you know, maybe now is their chance. I don't know. (laughs) But, um, I mean, uh, Stanley has left a legacy. A legacy of watchers. Kids can now look at it. Adults. We all have that in us. You know, that struggle that, I mean, Stanley put it in there that if you do it, you can be yourself. And the X-Men and, you know, Spider-Man, Incredible Hulk, Thor, you name it. The whole shebang. And I love that I can talk to kids about the Marvel Universe we're all on the same page with it you know we all Black Panther which was such that is an amazing moment right there to have this diverse Marvel universe continue into this millennium that is just it's it's amazing it's taking real world topics and putting them into the films so Stanley, we salute you here at the Dr. Seuss Podcast. I am forever in your debt. I, not that DC isn't bad, you know, I think we all love Superman. But Marvel really has revolutionized film. When you know that a Marvel film is coming out, you just get excited. You know, and there's the Easter eggs, you know, the two. You always have to wait for the, the credits. You know, I've learned to do that. Family, we've all learned that. Oh, you can't go. There's two credits coming. You know, there's a clip that's going to explain everything. It's two, not one, but two. And it's one of those moments, you know. It's, uh... I remember the X-Men one, um, Days of Future Past, where they introduced Apocalypse. That was just crazy. You know, to see it finally come to the screen. And that's 2014, and then you gotta wait till 2016 for the Apocalypse movie. I mean, it is just, you know. And then, um, Captain America, you know final one was in 2016 and then he's continuing into this next upcoming um, you know Avengers film where Stanley has a cameo so Stanley what else can I say good sir you gave us so many memories villains heroes adversaries anti-heroes you gave us a universe that we can all feel safe in as long as we have hope. So thank you. I figured, you know, that's that's an icon right there. To still have... I mean, you gotta think of all... If you can count 
and find every clip that he's ever been in in a Marvel film. He's been in almost, he's been in all of them. You know, he's always, he's that Easter egg. And now I think when we watch them, we're going to have more appreciation. Like, oh, there he is. It is all possible because of him. And people, you know, you got to remember that. You got to remember that a man who had those ideas of, of these extraordinary characters. It, it truly is a moment. I, I remember I was just sitting on the toilet, uh, of all places, transfixed. I just couldn't move. I just thought... Whoa. Even though he was 95 years old, I still was like, whoa, that's a loss. Because, yeah, when you're 95, oh, you know, you've lived your life, but at the same time, he was still going. He was still doing interviews. He was still appearing in the films. So, I feel very fortunate to have seen Venom in his lifetime. I'm sure he was very proud of Venom. There's, you know, as as he was, the Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy. <sighs> I was going to sneeze, but you know, it happens. Mm. Don't you just wish the rain would just come already to wash those fires out? You know, it would be it would be something, wouldn't it? To just have uh, the rain just uh, subside, or not the rain? I'm sorry, the fires. I'm not even tired. I'm just kind of like, you know, when you when you do a eulogy like that to Stanley, who really just gave birth to everything that. We should be very, very fortunate for you. You should be very fortunate that, you know, your kids can look at these positive influences like Captain America and Iron Man. And and using their intelligence, too. Because in it's science. I mean, you look at films, motion picture, arts and sciences, you know. And, uh, you know, also what George Lucas started with Star Wars films. So I'm very fortunate. I'm very fortunate to... I have so many of those Marvel films that I own, that I love. I mean, Captain America has to be my favorite. And and Thor. But then again, you know, it's like... Even Iron Man. I mean, the Avengers are just so, so amazing. Let's, let's see what I have. Let me look through my... Okay, the Avengers, the Avengers, Infinity War... Um, Black Panther, Civil War, Captain America, Captain America, the First Avenger, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, that's a good one. Um, Doctor Strange, you gotta love Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, I'm looking, bear with me. Huh. Iron Man 1 and 2. Almost was going to say Kill Bill. I thought, nope, wrong universe. Um, <laughs> where is... Okay, uh, Thor. Uh, Ragnarok. X-Men, Days of Future Past, X-Men First Class, X-Men, I don't have that other one, I, I used to have the DVDs somewhere, I have to look for them, but yeah, you know, for me, it's all about Marvel, get your Funko Pops, you got your Marvel, oh, of course Wonder Woman, oh no wait, she's DC, never mind, <laughs> oh god, yeah, let's not fuck that up now. 
so it's a, it's a quiet night. It's a cold night. Well, it's not too cold. I mean, let's let's look at the weather map here. Thanksgiving is upon us. And okay. So right now in California it is 50 degrees where I'm at. In New York it's 49 degrees. <laughs> Um, Long Beach is 63 Charlotte, North Carolina 42 Austin, Texas 40 Rome 49 degrees Oh lord San Francisco 53 degrees Seattle 51 Southampton 50 Um, Let me ask Hey Siri What is the temperature in Minnesota? In St. Paul, Minnesota, it's 15 degrees. What is the temperature in Illinois? Hey Siri, what's the temperature in Chicago? In Chicago, Illinois, it's 26 degrees. Those, you know, let's ask. uh, What is the temperature in Detroit? Hey Siri, what is the temperature in Detroit? In Detroit, Michigan, it's 35 degrees. It's cold. So in California right now, it is only the well, the part I'm at. Wouldn't you like to know? Come and visit me. Knock on my door. 50 degrees. Um, the holidays are coming. I encourage you all to donate to those who have lost their home, all of their personal belongings, food, water, clothes, to those in Southern California and in Paradise, California. This is a very tragic um, fire season. But most importantly, though, is the fact that it's near the holiday season. So rather than go out on Black Friday to look for all these deals for you, why don't you go and buy and then give to those who don't have any? Rather than think about, oh, I really need that big screen TV. You don't. I have a TV. I don't need another one. Rather than go and buy that PlayStation that you really fucking need. Go and donate. But make sure you donate wisely. Can't take it up yourself. I mean, right, you can call and, you know, get information. And help those who are truly in need. The Dr. Seuss Podcast. I I support those who need. And you know. My friends. um, I took them some pies. You know. That's what you can do. Is make them feel good. Make them feel better. Although it's not going to take away what's been lost. But to show that you care. And also bring some moonshine. You always should bring some alcohol. To those who can drink it. Those who can't, don't even bother. I'm just very, I I feel very fortunate to have this show. You know, and um, I was going to talk about my sexual escapades, but I thought, nah. You know what? Better not to kiss and tell. Although I've told a few people about them, you know, I don't, it's not like I should tell everybody. And you shouldn't either. There are moments, there are experiences, there are exchanges, there are TI songs. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I, I want to let everyone know that I'm out there thinking of them. Although, speaking of thinking about them, I saw a very kind of strange Lady Gaga video. Um, she was with some some people who were being evacuated, and they were at a shelter. She was telling them telling them that she loves them all, and I'm thinking, okay, you know. And I don't you don't see that a lot. Is this this great big entertainer? I mean, Madonna won't even do that. Haha, <laughs> like a prayer. Um, Put their money where their mouth is. But you know, it's Lady Gaga. She's very, very passionate. 
and you got to give it to her. Although, some of you who are on Twitter and who are overtly not so much passionate but full of shit, Trump, just tweet and hate all the way. He recently went after Michelle Obama and her book. And I'm thinking, you know, dude, you started this. You were the one who said that her husband was not born in this country. He was. So stop fucking around. I'm tired of that shit. I'm tired of those of you that let him get away with the words that he spews. You let him get, you let Trump get away with that by electing him. You voted for him despite him being a misogynist, a racist, a vindictive, bullshit motherfucker, a hate monger. He's an Adolf Hitler and you still voted for him. And that blood, that boils my blood. And I love when people say, well, it was the lesser of the two evils. No, it wasn't. Well, I just didn't want to vote at all. Then fucking don't complain about it. Your vote does count. But if you don't vote, then you don't have, you don't have a leg to stand on like Heather McCarthy. Okay. You just fucking don't. You don't. So. I mean, don't get me started on politics. You know, it is like putting shit in a in an egg, and someone steps on it and lights it on fire. You know, that's that's how it's gonna be. So I'm I'm very um, I don't know. I'm very hopeful of a future. I'm very hopeful of. Uh, that we just get back on track, you know? Um, the Democrats now control the House. Um, it would be great if we controlled the Senate, so... But all in good time, my pretties. All in good time. You know, I, I don't want to... Well, actually, I do want to bl- boil your the blood of others because, you know, hey, well, you liberals, you know, you just cry, cry, cry. Hey, we didn't have the weeper of the house, John Boehner, or what was his name, Boner? John Boner. <laughs> that motherfucker. And speaking of motherfuckers, Dick uh, Cheney movie comes out this year. Christian Bale gained a lot of weight and um, looks really like shit. Playing Dick, I almost said Jick. Dick Cheney. Don't worry, I haven't been drinking. Um, and uh, Amy Adams plays his wife, Lynn Cheney. George W. Bush is played by Sam Rockwell, who picked up an Oscar last year for playing a racist son of a bitch. And three billboards out of Shut the Fuck Up. So again, he will probably be nominated for playing a drunk son of a bitch. Or a former drunk, you know. I, I mean, it's hard to believe that Trump makes George W. Bush look like the good one now. It's like, whoa. You know, we had it. I mean, thank God he didn't tweet. Thank God. I, Twitter, I don't even think, was popular when he was president. He was just about to... He was on his way out when, when Tritter... Twitter. Oh, goodness, I'm slurring my words and I'm not drunk. Something's wrong, kids. It's called sleep. Um, when Twitter, you know, kind of came to the forefront. The first time I heard about Twitter, it was like, Jane Fonda's out there doing it. I'm like, oh, God, Jane, what are you doing now? Um, all these celebrities, that big butt chick from L.A. was doing it. Um, a lot of singers were doing it. I got on Twitter in 2009, I think. I don't tweet now. I just, you know, tweet the show. Links to the show so that it spreads. Because, you know, this is my business. The Dr. Zeus Podcast. It is my name. And I'm very proud to have it. And people have said to me to stop it. We don't like it. We don't like the content. And then people were like, oh, no, we love it. Keep doing it. So, you know you've made it when someone tells you, I think you should stop it. And you're like, no, fuck that. And then you say, well, it's art. And then they say, no, it's not art. 
So then you, I'm even more determined to do it. You know, I, I felt like Howard Stern at that moment. But I wasn't Howard Stern. I was Dr. Zeus podcast. You know, I felt rebellious, victorious. That, okay, you know, I'm gonna... I'm gonna grab my balls and I'm gonna continue to fucking do what I love. You know, I mean, I could talk for hours. You know, Elvira could talk for hours, but look what happened, you know? <sighs> Some things to report. I have not watched The Connors since it's uh, come back. Maybe two episodes. <laughs> It doesn't look like it's going to end well. And you know, it, it, hey, they shot themselves in the foot. She shot herself in the fucking foot. It's not a show anymore. It's just a paper bag. It's a paper bag with ideas. Um, today in the mail, I received the Golden Girls, the complete series. So I'm, I'm getting that binging ready for the holidays. You know, it's... Gonna be some Saint Olaf sto- Saint Olaf stories. Picture it, Sicily. You know, some of these episodes I probably haven't seen in years because you know they'll only air certain ones. I used to like it when they would air everything chronologically. They don't really do that anymore. I think for time, and you know, time is money. So, but it would be great, you know. Golden Girls Network, can you hear me? I'm so thankful they haven't rebooted it yet. Here's the thing, this generation, why do you want to reboot everything? Why do you want to fucking remake everything? Oh, because it's cheap money. Yeah, so now everything is a copy of a copy of a copy. Oh God, Trent Reznor, you predicted it. He has a song called A Copy of a Copy of a Copy of a Copy of a Copy, not a Coffee. <laughs> Oh, goodness. I know, we need some guests. I don't know what, um, you know, uh, Mr. Texas has been up to. But we have the next best thing. I can see if he's awake. Let's see. Oh, no, he's not. Damn it. Adam Rehab. But... We do have some uh, extraordinary video of him, and he's talking. So let's see here. I present to you Adam Rehab. Oh no, not that video, because that shouldn't be on there. Um, here he is. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try, just the two of us. Stop playing with my emotions. What I was going to say was, and I really think that, um, you know, we're really going to start seeing some turmoil on the Republican side as far as, like, uh, you know, the investigation continuing now with Mueller and uh, more people on the Republican side either dropping out or getting impeached. Dropping like flies. <laughs> So, yes, if you haven't seen it yet, um, these videos of Trump, uh, he's, uh, you can tell he's really fuming. (laughs) And I think that, like, uh, he's got a stick up his ass. Hemorrhoids. This uh, primary election. Fuck Trump. Um, And. And then, um, this is a song that I recorded for a friend of mine. It was a very suggestive song. So if you don't like it, this is dedicated to him. And him. (laughs) Is it there? Oh, it's all messed up.
Yeah. <laughs> Don't you just love that? It's dedicated to him. And him. <laughs> We're almost nearing that hour-long broadcast under the covers. So, tribute to Stanley. Also for all the homoerotic imagery. I just love it, Stanley. Thank you very much. You're a rebel. Um, as I say that, I am in bed thinking of Mr. Jimmy. Oh, yes. His song that I made for him. And um, all those hot moments that we talk about, you know. Yeah. I made it myself. If you ask me how I feel, your cock is for real. <laughs> I should have said his whole name. <laughs> or maybe that's his stage name. I don't know. I don't fucking know people. You know, Carol Burnett always would do that. You know, I'm so glad we had this time in that weather. Because copyright is a bitch or two. <laughs> oh, and it is. Copyright is truly a fucking bitch, you know? Um, I'm just looking forward to the rain. I would sing that Eurythmic song, but they're not nominated this year for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Although, let's look at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Who, who have I been voting for? Now, I love Radiohead, and they're nominated again. Um, while I would... Here's the thing. I'd love to see them get in. Not right now. There is, I think we need to give um, a final moment to the MC5. Uh, I think of Fred Sonic Smith, um, Ty- Tyner, who is deceased, um, you know. So, okay, so these are the people I'm voting for. Let's see here. Now, I saw Def Leppard in Journey this year. Not a big Def Leppard fan, but I'm going to tell you something. They put on a fucking good show. It was really pour some sugar on me, you know what I mean? So, I'm going to vote right now. I go to rock rockhall.com. Oh, it says I already voted. Okay. Um... like you can do let's see you can log in with Facebook you already voted okay I already voted so fuck it so I gotta wait till midnight to do it again so this year's nominees are Def Leppard I voted for them Devo no Janet Jackson no John Prine no Craftwork, no. LL Cool J, I voted for him. You can only vote for five nominees. MC5, I voted for them. Radiohead, I didn't vote for them. Rage Against the Machine, I voted for them. Um, Roxy, I did not. Rufus and Shock, I didn't vote for them. Stevie Nicks, I love you, but you're already in there. Fleetwood Mac. The Cure, I voted for them. The Zombies, I didn't vote for them. Todd Rundgren, no. So, I mean, it's up to you who you're going to fucking vote for. You know what I mean? Um, it's whomever tickles your pickle. Um, but, yeah, the the five nominees I picked were Def Leppard, LL Cool J, MC5, Rage Against the Fucking Machine, and The Cure. All are deserving. I mean, shit. I think they should just put all of them in there. You know what I mean? Five nominees is not enough. Because, you know, they also have to do, like, early influences. So, I guess they would put John Prine in early influences, you know? They did it to Billy fucking Holiday, so. I don't know. Wouldn't it be great 
if, you know, they just put them all in. But that's, you know, not the kind of world we live in. We live in a real world. Unfortunately, we don't live in a Marvel universe like we all want. You know, I do want that, you know. Iron Man and Captain America in his tight suit. Thor and his big hammer. And uh, Killmonger and Black Panther and his big, oh lordy, big chest. I mean, I was watching um, Creed recently and I'd always wondered why people thought Michael B. Jordan should have been nominated as was uh, Sylvester Stallone. I thought he should have been nominated and I can't wait for the second Creed movie. Um, in Black Panther, I was kind of rooting for him, even though he was the bad guy, I was rooting for him, you know. He was good looking, can't help it, and he's got fucking charisma. You know it's bad when, and here, you know, we're rooting for T'Challa, but it's like, damn, maybe they should switch? I don't know, I, I hate to say that, but that's what I was thinking, it was like, hmm. But then, you know, you gotta make the bad guy, or was he truly a bad guy? You gotta make him look all, you know, smoldering and hot, like a motherfucker, you know, when he says, hey, auntie, it's like, oh, fuck, <laughs> that, that is a moment, that is a moment, and I hope he comes back, even though he's dead, you know, you can, in Marvel Universe, you can always resurrect shit, come on, oh, <sighs> it's just, um, Oh, God, that character. But even in Creed, like, I see a little bit in the Creed movie, I'm like, damn. Someone likes playing with the weights. <laughs> he does, you know? Oh. Uh, what else can I say, people? It is a Marvel day. It is a Veterans Day, a Marvel day. Heroes and heroes, you know. Where's David Bowie when you need him? Oh, he's dead, you know? I'm not even going to attempt to sing the song. I don't have my microphone or my Pro Tools. I just drool in my sleep. I think I bit my tongue when I sneeze, so if I'm talking a little tonguey or funny, you'll understand. So today's show is brought to you by the veterans. We love you. Stan Lee, we love you. Dan Crenshaw, I want to fuck you. Well, I want you to fuck me, but you know. Wouldn't that be a little embarrassing if he heard this? He's like, I'm a Christian. That's nice. I can still fantasize about you. I'll put my cross up right now. You evil spirit. You not, you not fantasizing about me. Yeah. Okay, maybe a little bit. If I was at a gas stop and there was a glory hole and someone said, Dan Crenshaw, you come over here right now and get your dick sucked. I would. I would. Because I'm kind of a politician. I like the foot tap. <laughs> what was that one politician who liked the foot tap? Was it Barney Fife? Oh no, wait, that was someone else. I don't know, people. I'm being silly. It's Monday. Um, we're all very lucky to have this day to reflect. Um, I want to give a cup of shut the fuck up to the administration. They just continue to eat shit. And Kellyanne con artist just lie, 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 lie. And Sarah Huckabee, Colonel Sanders, just, you know, it's like, you're done already. You, your chicken is fried. I mean, shit, what do you want? A fucking biscuit thrown at you or something? I mean, you know, we know she's hungry, but come on, enough. But I really want to salute Dan Crenshaw for bending over for me and just reading me the rights that I needed, you know, and telling me to register to vote. And then I registered him to, you know, get his ass eaten. Um, no, I'm just kidding. It's a fantasy. See, I was getting a little nasty toward the end. Or naughty. I wouldn't say nasty. I'm not Janet Jackson. <laughs> That's probably her most iconic song, you know. She can have her, you know, it's all for you, but come on. When I think of Janet Jackson, and growing up, I think of... Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do
I'm not a prude. I just want some respect. So close the door if you want to respond. Ooh, yeah. Because Prophecy is my middle name. My last name is Control. No, my first name ain't Baby. It's Janet. Miss Jackson up in us. Nasty. Nasty Bubbles. Don't mean a thing. Uh. And, Jan- and Paula Abdul is in the video. And Paula Abdul is not much of a singer, you know. Uh, straight up, don't tell me. Do you really want to know what's for breakfast? Uh-oh. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, Janet, I mean, come on. I don't know what she's on right now. <laughs> I'm sure it's great, you know. I'm glad that she finally has kids, you know. We are a part of the Rhythm Nation. Come on. She's a part of the Diaper Nation now. It's great. That's, you know, it's it's part of, of life. Um, the Dan Crenshaw. I hope they do, like, a parody, like, little naughty movie of him, you know? <laughs> Where he just pounds Pete Davidson in the ass. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> the Weekend, ooh! If you're listening and you have a porno company, please take the idea. I don't care. I would just love to see... I mean, if Michael Lucas could do it, maybe I might write to him, hey, you know, you should do, like, a Dan Crenshaw porno. (laughs) Like a parody. (laughs) I know. It's sick that my head goes that way. But hey, that's what Eminem used to do, you know? So... And as, and as keeping with tradition, yesterday, what really threw the podcast off, and, and I realized I wasn't really recording, I think it fucked up midway, because I didn't hear any sound afterwards, was the fact that I was getting bombarded by all of these distractions, which I have ignored as I recorded tonight's performance, or tonight's podcast. And I have to ignore these, you know, I know you want to talk, all of you want to talk. But here's the thing. I only have so much time. And there are just, there's certain forms. I, I, I understand that people are lazy and they want to, hey, that's great. But don't get me involved. Because when I'm busy, I'm busy. Okay? And I don't mean that in a mean way. I mean that in a very loving way. When I have people over, I have people over. Okay? And when I'm doing this show, the show means a lot to me. It, it does not take precedent over people, but I, it is something that I do. You know, just like you go outside and, you know, water your garden. Think of my show like that. I am watering the garden right now. Martha Stewart is very fucking proud of me. But, you know, I, I think people, you know, I understand people want my attention. I get that, and I hope that they understand that, you know, I'm a busy person, and if I do have free time, and what I don't like is when people say, oh, you must have had a lot of time at work to do that, I thought you were busy, um, I don't like that kind of shit, that really bothers me, and I'm gonna start being a lot more honest this year, if you don't like it, then tough. You know, I work hard. And people who think otherwise, take a walk in my shoes. You know, you don't know the whole fucking situation, okay? And I mean that towards everybody who really has this misconception of what I do. That I'm not working. I'm not doing a hard job like them. Uh, What I do is pretty tough. And I have a bachelor's degree to fucking prove it. And I don't like to brag about that. I don't like to throw that out there. I have a bachelor's degree. I work fucking hard for that bachelor's degree. You know? And it took me a while to find something to apply it to. And eventually, one day, I'm going to apply it to this show. You know, I'm going to talk about things that I learned. I mean, you know, maybe we'll go on a fucking safari. I don't know. But, you know, that's beside the point right now. So... I want to give some unpleasant dreams to all family out there. 
stay together. And um, this is the Dr. Zeus Podcast. And I bid you all good night. Thank you.